people. I have had it. I've had it. I've had it. I've had it. And when I say I've had it, I'm, I'm not talking about I've had it in the sense that I'm fed up with something. I'm talking about I've had it as in I have had my morning coffee. I needed that. I needed that. My brain can function differently. My body can function differently. You know, my thoughts are racing a mile a minute. I need this type of energy in the morning. I, I have to have I don't have to, but I prefer to have some type of coffee in the morning. You know, it gets me going. It, uh, you know, it gets my electrolytes and my neurons and all that type of fancy schmancy shit working. So one of the things I want to talk about really, really quick, this is going to be as I'm going to try to, I promise, make this episode as short as I possibly can. I, you know, I, I've been thinking a lot about the Fast and Furious, not just the Fast 9 trailer that's dropping next Friday. Uh, January 31st, 2020. Um, God damn it, man. I shouldn't even reminded myself of that date because while I'm ready for it, I'm not ready for it in any way possible because I've waited so, so, so long. Even I'm not even going to say having to deal with the Hobbs and Shaw movie, but it's like I kind of was expecting Fast 9 at a certain time and they pushed back the release date so they could put Hobbs and Shaw in the forefront and open up other doors for the Fast and Furious universe. I get it. You know, um, uh, expansion. You know what I mean? Expansion. I, I'm, I'm all for it with this uh, with this series, especially if 9 and 10 are going to be the quote unquote last movies in the series. But I've been thinking a lot about the series and you know, they keep posting these uh, pictures up that say the road to Fast 9. And I've been thinking about what it took for for the fans to and the, of course, the creators to get here. But honestly, more than anything, man, this Fast 9 trailer, I'm really I'm nervous. I'm extremely nervous about this. And it's of course, I, you know, I get on people's nerves all the time because I talk about it. It's my favorite. I talk about it in episodes. It has nothing to do with, you know, if there's a, a, a any type of small tie in or connection to the Fast and Furious franchise, I'm going to mention it, you know, whether it be something as small as, oh, that's such and such. He also was the boom mic handler on the Fast and Furious part four. Like I'll do shit like that, like little, um, you know little notes to, to to take down and to mention for the series man because it's just it's awesome man since fast five we know what it is physics went out the window you know gravity kind of went out the window but more so in part six and seven and so on and so forth we know what it is if you're nine technically ten including Hobbs and Shaw but in this storyline nine movies deep in this series and you're looking for physics and, um, uh, you know, rational things to take place as far as these stunts go and spectacle goes, you are in the wrong fucking place, man. And I got to say that as blunt as I can, because you got people out here that are that know how many movies this this series has. You know, like I said, part five was when they brought a little something different into it. You know, they brought the rock in there. They upped the ante with the stunts, with the action. It became something like it almost became a completely different entity. I mean, it did for the most part, but it still has the DNA of a Fast and Furious movie in each movie. Um, however, you know, you got people that look at these trailers, like, for example, when, you know, they're driving over ice and, um, you know, it's supposed to be Russia, I think, but it's, it's Iceland that they filmed it at. You know, they're driving over ice and they're they're outrunning a submarine 
And people are like, well, they can't do that. Dom's, you know, he hit his NAS tank and he's flying, you know, his car flips over after he hits the, the submarine and then the cars form a shield to protect him from the explosion, the flames and explosion. And people are like, well, that would never happen in real life. No shit. We know that. We know what it is. So if you're still, if you're going into these Fast and Furious movies and you are not taking your thinking cap off at the door as far as stunts and spectacle go, because they do have a, uh, they have a great story behind this and they have great characters. But as far as the stunts and spectacle go, if you're still going into these movies and not taking your thinking cap off, just ready to have some fun, you know, it's supposed to be treated like a roller coaster. That's one of the reasons why they turned it into a roller coaster at Universal Studios. You know, they know what this is. But they still keep the integrity of the series. I mean, at least for me personally, they keep the integrity of the series. They keep the DNA of what makes a Fast and Furious movie. They j you have to up the ante every time. If somebody signs me to a six-picture deal for a horror or action movie, you can't do the same thing over and over. You know, And this is also for the people out there that are like, oh, well, I remember when it was just about street racing. No, it wasn't. Street racing was just a part of it. It was actually the article that inspired the entire movie, a Racer X article. If anybody hasn't done their research, please do your research on that shit as well. But, you know, it was more of an infiltration type of thing. People called the first one a Point Break ripoff. I've never seen Point Break, but I get the gist of what it's about. Um, you know, call it what you want, but the movie stood on its, its own two feet well enough to be uh, this many sequels on in. So... With that being said, with this trailer coming next Friday, people, and I will be doing, um, I don't know, because they're premiering it at a concert in Miami, Florida, so I'm assuming this is going to take place at night. I don't know the time difference out there. I'm not sure, but I you know, I don't know if they're doing, if the trailer's dropping in the morning, if the trailer's dropping at night. I don't. All I know is I'm doing, even though it's audio, I'm doing a live reaction to it, and I'm going to break the trailer, and I'll probably watch it two times. I don't want to shoot for three because I don't want to, you know, overwhelm people with me running, running it back over and over and y'all have to hear it. But I will do a reaction to the trailer for sure. But um, I have to ask the question with this trailer about the drop. What the fuck is in store? What is it? Vin Diesel posted on Instagram a couple weeks ago. He said he had just seen the four minute trailer for Fast 9. And he said he couldn't be more proud. Couldn't wait for people to see it. Four minutes? So I was telling somebody on Facebook, I said, four minutes, they're either going to show us too much or this movie is going to be long enough to the point where four minutes ain't shit. We ain't seen nothing. But um, from what I'm hearing, I'm hearing that this whole road to Fast 9 um freeze is going to play a big part in that trailer so i think they might be showing us you know parts one through eight you know with the exception of hobbs and shaw because that's not really a part of this timeline per se but i think they're going to be showing us parts one through eight like the, like a backstory or some type of history or something this is only what i'm hearing on you know the theories online that i'm hearing which would make more sense as opposed to showing a four minute, you know, four minutes worth of footage for Fast Nine, I feel like showing, you know, the actual road to Fast Nine. I feel like that would be something more fitting to do, and I'm cool with that because it'll. It's only going to build up my anxiety, y'all, and y'all are going to hear me be an emotional wreck. Y'all are going to hear me shout. Y'all are going to hear me scream. All types of emotions are going to be running through my head when I see this trailer, man. And I, I am. I'm not ready. I'm ready, but I'm not. I don't know how else to explain it. Now, another thing that that's crazy for me is they're 
premiering this trailer at a concert in Miami. This is a big deal. I think when they premiered the Fast 8 trailer or Fast 7, I can't remember what it was. It was in Times Square, if I'm not mistaken. But you got to be pretty fucking confident to premiere the trailer for Fast 9 at a, during a concert. That's You know you standing by your product with that. That's like somebody selling you some Bud or whatever your drug of choice may be. Everybody's got a vice out here. It's like some it's like your dealer selling you something and watching you do the drug in front of you because he's just that confident you're going to like it and you'll be back for more. You know, as I hate to make that type of comparison. Hopefully nobody takes offense to it out there, but that's that's what it is, man. Because they're keeping the fans guessing they're keeping us wondering all these behind the scenes set photos all these hints all these fan theories man it's making me crazy so this is a big deal for them to premiere this at a con at an entire concert you know they got Ludacris there Charlie Puth I can't remember the guy's name who starts with an O I don't I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. I just know the name I wasn't familiar with it Cardi B is performer who actually has a cameo in the movie I, you know I wasn't a fan of that casting choice but Iggy Azalea's in it. She's in um, you know, Fast Seven. Um, you know, Don Omar is in it, Tego Calderon, and you know, whatever, man. It is what it is. I don't feel like it'll be a make or break thing. I just was in my feelings about that casting choice at the time. I didn't feel like it was fitting, but whatever. It is what it is, man. One bad apple doesn't spoil the bunch in this series for me. But, you know, like I said, it's a big deal, and I know. That if they're confident enough to drop this at a concert at the end of the year, or not the end of the year, sorry, at the end of the month, then they have upped the ante in a way that they will not disappoint. I'm, I'm almost certain. Now, I've got a few theories about this, and I'm sorry if I talked about this in my episode before. I, I had an episode about Fast 9 when I found out they were bringing back the character of Brian O'Connor, who was played by the late Paul Walker. Rest in peace. Shout out to him. But... I have a lot of theories, man. And shout out to my boy, Logan Briscoe, because me and this guy, this guy is one of the biggest Fast and Furious fans I know, like myself. He's also got a podcast on Anchor, also audio podcast. T-Magic, I think his name is. So check him out if you guys get a chance. But me and my boy, we talk about Fast and Furious a lot. And we get in depth and shit. And that's the type of fellow fan I can have these conversations with because it's, it's, you know, way past surface material as far as the theories go. So one of the things he got me thinking about, <laughs> and I posted something in the Facebook group, Cinemaniacs, go and follow the group. If you haven't already sent an invitation, I'll gladly bring y'all in. We can talk more about Fast and Furious. But yeah, so I'm, I posted a picture in the Cinemaniacs and I think it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was Brian and Dom. No, 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 no. I posted something about the Fast and Furious. And my boy Logan posted like one of those GIFs. The GIFs. I don't know if the G is, you know, hard or soft. I don't know. But one of those GIFs, GIF things. And it was Dom and Brian, the last shot of the Supra and the car, the Charger, are parting ways on the road at the end of Fast 7. Which was a very emotional ending for me. I actually cried at the end of Fast 7. Not when I saw it in the theater, but, you know, had one of those drunken nights where I was just like, wow, that was one of the greatest endings ever. But, you know, I, I commented after he sent me that, you know, that gif. And I said, every time I watch that movie now, the ending of that movie, it makes me wonder 
where the hell was Brian going without Mia and Jack? And Mia was supposed to be pregnant. Where was he going without his family? Like, yeah, it was a, it was a touching ending. It was so amazing. It was fulfilling everything that you could have wanted in a, a, a Paul Walker tribute, a Brian O'Connor tribute for the character. And honestly, Fast 7 could have been the last one with the way they ended it. But of course, no. Because we need more. I need more. But I always said, you know, when I, I said, I always wonder now when I watch that ending, where the hell was he going? And, you know, one of the things my boy Logan said to me was, he said, you know, at the end of his comment, I can't remember exactly what he said in the beginning, but at the end of his comment, he said, you know, maybe he, he went off, he had to take care of something else without them after he rolled off. And he put like one of the thinking emojis after that. And I said, yo, I never even thought of that until now. And the fact that seven, eight, nine, when you go to nine, Vin Diesel always says he looks at these movies as trilogies. So I feel like there's going to be a revelation, as I said in my episode before, um, there's going to be some type of revelation or reveal or explanation of something that happened in Fast 7 that we thought we thought it was one thing and it's not. So wouldn't it be crazy if Brian drove off without them on purpose? Like he, he went off to actually do something that is going to be revealed in fast nine because his character is coming back. Now, I don't know if it's going to be in a flashback. Is it going to be, you know, a, a present time? I don't know what it is, but we did see, I think it was either Cody. I can't remember their names. I can't tell them apart, but Cody and Caleb Walker was on set. And Vin Diesel kept his caption very subtle. It was a black and white picture of both of their backs turned toward the camera. But one of the Walker brothers was on set, man. So I like, come on, you're not just going to oversee the project. I, I refuse to believe that, I, you know, and they are bringing them back. So they've already confirmed that. But what, like, is is Brian O'Connor, if he's in present time in this this movie, is he good? Is he bad? what is happening where like i'm really my man really had my brain going like yo what if he rolled off to do a separate mission and go rogue and do all this other shit and what if that's the reason mia comes back into the forefront with the kids and everything like what what is going on here man like it's so many thoughts running through my head with fast nine that it makes no goddamn sense why is mia back you know she, she was the one that said you know, Brian, after this, we're done. No more jobs. You can be, come back home to us. And, you know, at the end, she's like, we're going to have another baby. It's a little girl. And you you have to, she's going to need her father. So you got to make it back after y'all whoop Shaw's ass. <laughs> so what brings her back? What brings her back? In, and she has a bigger role in this than she had in Fast 7. Fast 7, she didn't, they didn't really give her anything to do. But she's got a bigger role in this movie. So what brings her out of retirement? I doubt that it's just her, you know, going to see Dom on at the farmhouse because clearly he's at a he lives at a farmhouse now. Like he looks like he's officially retired with Letty and uh, baby Brian. He's not a baby anymore. He's actually a lot bigger in this movie. But I refuse to believe Mia just pops up at his doorstep like, hey, Dom, I just wanted to see how you were doing, because what happened the last time uh, one of the crew members popped up on somebody's doorstep and they thought it was all good. Dom popped up in Fast 6 at Mia and Brian's house when Jack was just a baby. And Brian's just like, yo, what's up? What's going on? He knew something was up. And Dom came to him and told him, yo, Letty's still alive. And thus spawned their next mission in Fast 6. So I want to know what brings Mia back. You know, you got two kids at home. Did Brian disappear? 
Like what? That would be crazy if she's like, yo, I haven't heard. From, Brian hasn't been home in months, like or something like I don't know. Like it's it's so many possibilities now outside of Brian and Mia being back into the mix. I want to know if Han is back, man. Um, also, I actually skipped over this. Another note back to back to Brian O'Connor is this, the, you know, people seeing the Supra, there's an orange Supra on screen and people know the Supra is real fans know what that means. It's iconic is symbolism to the character of Brian O'Connor. So I want to know who's in that Supra. It's funny that it's orange because Han is the only one I can remember that had an orange colored car. The only, he was in Tokyo drift with that car. And I think his motorcycle was that same color. I can't remember if it was his or Giselle's in fast six, but is Han coming back? Because like I said, man, there's there was a, a stunt driver spotted on set with motion capture dots on his face. And he was of Asian descent, Japanese descent, you know. And, you know, when you had the motion capture dots on your face, that's to paste another actor's face onto yours. So who is this guy, you know, driving this orange sports car? Like, is Han back? And if he's back, are we going to get a revelation that he didn't die in Fast 7 and or in Tokyo Drift and, you know, Shaw? Like, what what is happening? I need answers. I need answers now. I really do, man. And I'm going to tag all parties involved when this episode is over. Trust and believe. But um, there's also you know, family tie rumors that are circulating around this Fast 9 movie. Like, there was a rumor online that John Cena is playing Dom's long-lost brother. I know they have a fight scene or two in the movie, which I'm actually dying to see because I've seen, like, some of the B-roll footage, the -the behind-the-scenes footage of them fighting, you know, at, like, the top of some structure and fighting on top of um, this uh, this armored truck type of looking thing. That's in a convoy that's actually dragging the super behind it. So I'm like, who is in the super that they're dragging? Are they kidnapping somebody? Is Brian a part of it? Like, what is is Han there? Carmen Sandiego might pop up in that bitch. I don't know, man. It's so many things going through my head with this movie. But, you know, is Cena playing Dom's long lost brother? There's another Toretto credited in, you know, in the IMDb credits is that. Is he going to play Dom's dad? You know, they they have a racetrack scene back in L.A. that, you know, Vin Diesel posted a video of him and Michelle Rodriguez outside the racetrack. He's like, you day one fans will know where, where we are. And I don't know if this is a flashback to Dom's father because it was supposed to be a flashback in Fast 7. I don't I've never seen any deleted or additional scenes for Fast 7, actually. But it was supposed to be, you know, they casted a young actor to play young Dom who actually kind of looked like he would be a young Vin Diesel, but I, I think it was supposed to be some flashback sequence in that. I don't know if, I don't know if when Paul Walker passed away, if they changed it up and they didn't want to show a death scene in the movie. I'm, I'm not sure, but these family tie-ins that are rumored in this movie, man, I, I have so many questions that I need answered because I feel like it'll, It'll take away from my anxiety and it will help me in the future to not need a therapy bill. So, you know, I I need answers. I know I'm not going to get them. I know I'm going to have to wait until next Friday. That Oh, my God. The days are just going to drag and drag and drag. It's going to be it's going to be a rough time for me, people. But I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it because I, I, I this is one of my most anticipated movies of the year. 
I might even wait until the crowds die down in the theater to go see this because I want to enjoy it. I think when I, I think the last one I went to see was Fast Seven, and it was great. I loved it, even though the two people I went with they weren't diehard Fast and Furious fans like I am, but I still enjoyed it, man. Um, but this one here, there are there is probably. Of course, because they keep up in the ante, but these are the biggest expectations I've ever had for a Fast and Furious movie. Um, I, I, I just don't know what they're going to do here, man. But I trust that they will deliver because they understand what the fans want. You know what I'm saying? They, they understand what the fans want and they understand what we need from a Fast and Furious movie. So I am... I'm not going to say I'm fully prepared, but my seatbelt's halfway on. I don't think I'm going to strap my seatbelt in until I hit the play button for the episode. So, you know, y'all, I need y'all to pray for me, man. Just do that. If y'all haven't done anything, if y'all, you know, I feel like if y'all listen to me enough on this podcast, just pray for me because this Fast 9 trailer is going to is going to put me in a glass case of emotion i will be on my ron burgundy shit for show please believe me when i say that people but i'm gearing myself up for it i'm gearing myself up for it i'm trying to you know i'll hit the nice tank when the trailer starts and i'll just engulf myself into the into the trailer and i I don't even know how many times i'm gonna watch the trailer like i said i'm gonna do a live reaction to it i'll probably watch it twice max because i don't want to um, like I said, I don't want people to keep hearing me watch the same thing over and over and over. You know, I don't want that. So I'll watch it twice, maximum limit. But once I'm done that episode, best believe I am breaking down this trailer frame for frame for frame. Like I did, I think I did that with Fast 7 and I definitely did that with The Fate of the Furious. That's one of the reasons I found out there was a baby involved and nobody saw that baby that Shaw was carrying and they thought I was crazy. I actually was wrong because I thought the baby was Brian and Mia's daughter, but it turned out to be, um, you know, baby Brian, uh, Dom and Elena's, uh, you know, love child. So that being said, people, I'm, I really need y'all prayers, man. Fast nine is the trailer is coming next Friday and I'm going to have a heart attack. Hopefully it's nothing fatal because I, you know, I want to keep pumping these episodes out for y'all. I want to see more fast, furious movies. I want to see the fast, furious movie. I don't want to die watching the trailer, but you know, when that trailer drops and I publish the episode, y'all can listen to the episode on the to the reviews podcast, which is on anchor. Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Another shout out to Anchor because they're trying to get this podcast on bigger platforms. Big ups to them. Shout out to the two the reviewers, man. Y'all keep pushing me through to this 300 mark I'm trying to hit. And when I hit it, I'll definitely, you know, show way more love and appreciation to y'all, man. Y'all are definitely keeping me pushing with this podcast uh follow me facebook and instagram romero tudor follow the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and yeah man another big shout out to the tudor reviewers out there man please but listen i'll say this again please keep me in the prayers when friday comes along please because i'm i'm trying to tell y'all man i'm i hope i don't shed tears when this trailer comes i really don't but i'm a goon like that so i'm gonna hold them tears back and save them for something you know uh more deserving like when i'm in the theater watching fast nine and i'll have like a box of tissues in my pocket or something like that something small i won't let anybody see me 
cry in the theater. But another episode of two the reviews and the can people. I'll check y'all on the next one.